Oh, we are live. Yes. All right. All right. So this is the Sugar and Spice Unfiltered Therapist Podcast. I am April, a licensed professional clinical counselor. And I'm Kelvet, a licensed professional. Well, we won't use professional. No, y'all don't. A licensed <laughs> social worker. Yes. Independent social worker. Independent. Absolutely. She don't need no supervision. I don't need, no, no. I supervise. I don't need no supervision. Yes. 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 Yes, so we are here. The first of many lives, yes. thankfully, hopefully. Yes, hopefully. And we are here at the Create a Space. Amazing venue, amazing venue. Yes, absolutely. Yes. It's wonderful here. It's located in the heart of Willowick, Ohio. It is a beautiful space. Please come out. They have so many events. And in the second segment, we're going to talk about all of the events that they have to offer yes. here. Um, so we're going to, I'm going to tell you a little bit about what we're doing today. Oh, we always clap at the same. We're good like we that. We say We're cheer like they're like the cheer therapist. Were you a cheer? We should have been cheer therapists. Were you a cheerleader? I did not make any cheer squad ever. I was a cheerleader one time for a very short period of time, like like don't even count, like kindergarten. Kindergarten at school. You were still a cheerleader. But you, well, I you know what? My mother tried to put me in like organized things, but I wasn't good in organized things. So like I wasn't a good cheerleader. Okay. I was only in Girl Scouts for like that long because I was able to realize like we're not doing nothing and then where's the money from this cookie thing going? They, Why don't I get any money? And you so go to camp. I, no. And so I'm seeing all the money come in and I'm seeing y'all making us pick some BS off this little book that's not of equal value. This was not good. And they had to get me out before I tainted the rest of the little girls. So Girl Scouts didn't work for me. Okay. I just wasn't good at that work. So no Girl Scouts, that's not a vibe. It was. I did Girl Scouts because I really like going to the, I like going camping. Like, I loved it. I think I went, did I go once or twice? Tiff, Tiff will tell me. Tiff, did, I, did we go camping once or twice? I don't remember. Um, special thanks to everybody who helped us get this going today. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's get into it. Let's get into it. I, I, I want to start off with reintroducing ourselves because we got a brand new audience. A lot of a lot of people don't know. Y'all want to know who we are? Who we are. Oh, yes. I want to start. Okay. But um, yeah, so maybe we can talk a little bit about, I, I thought maybe it might be fun if we ask each other like two questions. Oh, put me on the spot. Okay. You love being on the spot. You I live on the spot. Okay, I'll do first. Okay. Two questions to get to know more about you. Okay. What? therapeutic style do you like to use like how, how do you like to set up your therapy sessions like that'd be the first one okay so i find that i'll be starting the space of client focused therapy just to kind of build rapport and get to know and then from there it allows me to kind of go and figure out what's going to be the best method for you because it's really hard to kind of go into something to say okay i'm going to be using um unconditional positive regard for someone and we need to be doing something else or I'm going to be using EMDR and you have no desire to reprocess any of those past mm -hmm. traumas or anything right. like that. So I'm really into starting in this client-focused space and then trying to work with you to tailor whatever that program is going to be for you. Okay. But I think I'm also a solution-focused, like, what can we do now? How do we go ahead yeah. and fix this? Because as I've said before, my goal is to get you out of here. Like, how do we go ahead and get you to a good space? Right. I know you love to keep them from the wolf to the tomb. I do. Not. I have never said that. Yes, you, I, you know what I like? I like when people 
want to keep working on things. Yeah. So I, I like when somebody's like, all right, I came in for my anxiety and we tackled it and it's better. But you know what? I've never really addressed some of my issues related to body image. And then we I kind agree. of then we dive into another pool. Yeah. So I, I like I like that. That so they feel safe enough to kind of stay with me on that journey. So that's I appreciate that. Yeah. And I'm I'm down with that as well. <laughs> Um, if there's more things to tackle, there's more things to tackle. For me, if there's nothing to tackle and now we just, we just, we kick it. We do with this. Yeah. Girl, how's your week? It's been good. Everything no, is good. No. I, I don't want to keep penciling you in with my friend. Right. One of the things I always say, I always say like, termination starts the first day of session. The very first session we're going to talk about when this is over. Yes. Yeah. Because nobody wants to be in therapy forever if it can be avoided. If you don't have to be in therapy for forever. So I hope I answered that question. That's the modality that I most like to go ahead and Okay. Okay. Second question. Okay. My second question is, if you were on a television show, what TV show would you want to be on and why? I'm about to say my answer is reckless. So don't ask me that. Oh my God. I haven't even thought about something like that. My answer was reckless. If I was going to be on a television show, what show would I most like to be on and And why? why? Yep. So... If I was going to be on a television show, it's definitely probably going to be some bad garbage reality TV show. There it is. It's going to be some trash reality TV yes. show because I'm unfiltered. And I'm probably going to be this character that you love to hate because she's saying all the stuff that you you think it, but you're like, I can't believe she said that. I can't believe she said that. And now she's watching everything else kind of come down and burn to the ground. But I'm transparent about it. Like, I'm not doing this so that stuff burns to the ground. I'm saying it because he, he said it. Right. And let's work through it. Okay. It's you've been in my house telling me something about her and you haven't said it to her and now we're all together and I just be I feel away because you've been talking about this girl like a dog for weeks. And I've been telling you, girl, don't do that. Don't do that. That's my friend. Don't do that. Don't do that. Right. I would also want to be on a reality show. But like I want to be on like the You have a particular Well, I I would be on any of the nineties, any of the Blinds, any of the islands, I would be on any of those. Oh my god! I would be in the house. We're, we living in the house together, so it's definitely love, fine love related <laughs> stuff, like Big Brother, like something like. That. I would be on Big Brother only for the showman's. I'm only on this show for the showman's and to get onto the challenge. See, you know, I'm not, I'm not seeking anything. I'm on like a, a basketball wise, I love it, like something like trash reality TV. I'm on something that's absolute garbage. But the show that I would win, I mean, not even, I'm not even like guessing. I know. I would win Survivor. Like, I I know I would win Survivor. I know I'm at the first meeting like, this shit is some bullshit. I, I, got, I got mosquito bites and weird stuff. I don't, why did I even get off the boat? I'm like, y'all don't even have to go. I'm leaving. You and me. I, 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 don't would, like, I don't like nature. I would win Survivor. Easy. Easy. I would literally, social game. And, and I'm like unsuspectingly a good athlete. So I'll be able to like do the challenges. I'm not a good athlete. Why can't I brush my teeth? My hair starting to mat up. It's weird bugs out here. I've got a rash. I'm ready to go. You can't brush your TV like you dip it in the sand and you're like, why do you know that? You do like, like this. Why like, do you know that? Because I watched the show. That's nasty. Gargle with a little, a little bit of salt water. Splash it up. Gargle. You're good to go. That, there's no fluoride. There's no tartar control. That's nasty. <laughs> and then y'all are eating random things. Well, that's good for me because like I can't eat much. So I would I wouldn't even be that hungry. I would kill it on that show. I would no, kill it. I'm not gonna kill any survivor based show. So my answer is trash reality television. Pick a franchise, I would do great on there. Oh, so if you're looking for a therapist to be on Love and Hip Hop to help you guys go through this trash y'all going through. You pick both of us. Don't pick just her. Yeah, give you a different perspective. It's but a package deal. It's 
it, that's my thing. Trash reality TV. Absolutely. Okay, so now I gotta think of two questions for you. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. If there was a population that you just decided that you could just walk away from and say, I'll never work with this population Ooh, again, what would it be? Yikes. Uh, we know mine. I don't do couples. But it's your couples. Uh, a population I would never work with again. I would. Mm, I'm, I'm scared to say it. But, <laughs> she's, say, she's not trying to cut on another point. I ain't trying. I want all the money. Uh, what population would I not want to work so with? So let me rephrase it. Then. What's your least preferred population? That's you work with them, but it's your least preferred. Okay. Population. Uh, population that is least preferred to work with would be. Um, right now, I just, I, I, I'm moving away from kids. And I was the kid whisperer. I could see that though. You're just in a new space. I'm in a new era. It's hard. It's hard to do kids when you can't do them during the day, unless you're in a school setting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, which I, I would be willing to do if I had a school. Yeah. But I'll, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. You're not. You're not cutting yourself off from anything. It's definitely just saying this is not my thing anymore. Just strategically based upon what I'm trying to do right now. But she was the cutest for her. Like I used to rock kids. It's not that I don't like kids. It's just that that does not fit in my my journey right now. Unless I was on like a show where I was like the therapist for kids at like a camp, I could do that. Create a show for this woman. That's what she's saying. Create the show because I could do it. I could do it. We were at like a camp, like bunked, you know, and they like the camp therapist. I'll, I'll run it up. Okay. Question two. Okay. So since we're talking about reality TV, okay, who's a? Well, not even. We won't even say reality TV. Who is a character on any TV show okay. that you feel like needs therapy and you would be the perfect therapist for them? Ooh, I love that question. I love that. Good question. Good question. I would love to be the therapist for hmm, Mia that's just getting the divorce from uh, Housewives of Potomac. Yep. Okay. okay. I would love to be her therapist. Why? She's She's very kind. Oh, she's okay. <laughs> she's kind. She's got a good heart. She's a sweet woman. I I work well if you've been relationships that have like elements of like polyamory, uh, elements of openness. Like I, I like that kind of population. And she's going through a transition, which is her divorce. It's it just got put all over, you know, all over the right. place. So I, I think, and she has like a lot of childhood stuff, and that's probably where we would we would kind of go that way. I love that. I'm sorry. I feel like I got stuck on she's kind. She's a sweet little bit. I got kind. I got she's stuck sweet. On. And, and let me you know what? Else? Actually, let me just do Potomac. I would rock Robin. I would me and Robin. We would be nailing some therapy. We would be nailing some therapy because I think Robin doesn't express her feelings. <laughs> Never does. And I also think that's why she been with Juan forever. I also think there's some complications in that in that dynamic. In she afraid to move on from Juan. She don't know what else is out here for her. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. No, I'm saying it. I'm saying it's this. I think I would love to work with Ashley Darby. I think she would be a great client. I think that I think she does do a good job of expressing her feelings. I would love to like kind of talk more about problem solving skills and like strategizing and um, stuff like that. I think I would love to work with Giselle. Like just put me on that franchise. I love that franchise. Okay, okay. And, and maybe that's why I was kind of Candace. stuck on the whole. <laughs> yeah, was but maybe that's why I was stuck on the whole. Um, Sweet and nice, simply because I kind of fell off the franchise, and I fell off at the time where she was in a, and she was probably in a space of being defensive because I, I saw a lot of mm, me, that's what I want to tell girl wanna, things. Yeah, I think it was coming from maybe from a place of being on the defense, mm -hmm. but 
nice and sweet. And I, maybe I was hearing nice and sweet and thinking passive. Because that's not her. No. Not passive. No, she actually has a really sweet core. Okay. I haven't seen enough episodes to... to okay. I'm going to go with that. Okay. Oh. Okay, so now... I appreciate your answers. No, you, you ask good questions. That's right. Those are good. Hopefully that gives y'all a little snapshot of who we are and what we would be doing. Absolutely. So definitely the sugar and the spice, the sweet and the ratchet. Ah, the sweet and the ratchet. That's, yes. the, that's the name of our next uh, podcast. The sweet and the ratchet. Okay. So what are we getting into today? All right. Well, today we're going to do two segments. It's going to be the first half. We're going to talk about, uh, we have a couple topics. We're going to take a tiny little break. And then we're gonna come back for three more topics, but we have a, we're kind of having like a hard a hard stop at like two for our break, okay. and then so that that so at two o'clock we're gonna have a hard break for us. So if you wanna get a snack, get a snack at two at two. We're gonna have to go back. Go is fabulous. Okay, first topic. I'm so excited about this one. Okay. Three therapists from television or popular culture that you really enjoy, and we'll go back for it. Back, 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 back. Okay. So three therapists from popular culture that you're like. I rock with it. Okay. Okay. Dr. Kroger. And who's Dr. Kroger? Dr. Kroger is a therapist or monk. Okay. So monk okay. was this. We're about to see um, some hearts on the on the likes because monk was this cop and he clearly trauma OCD. And he had been in some long-term therapy since mm-hmm. probably a little bit before his wife was killed. Yes. Um, but Dr. Kroger has been his guy. Um, and I love the relationship. <laughs> And I love that Dr. Kroger is always in a space of supporting Adrian, mm-hmm. but confronting him in a healthy way. And so when I think about it, there was this one episode where uh, the garbage man had gone on strike in the community, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Literal nightmare for someone who has OCD. Literal nightmare for Adrian. And he's still coming to therapy. It's a part of his routine. But now he's bagging up his trash and taking it and leaving it at Dr. Kroger's office. Yes. And in a gentle way, he confronts him. Are you leaving your trash here? No, no. I literally saw you garbage here. You know, or um, I think at one point he leaves his garbage at Dr. Kroger's home. And then there's another instance when Dr. Kroger has to go on vacation. And it's just the process of letting Adrian know, giving him time, reassuring him so that you're not looking for me. Because we know as therapists, we can tell someone I'm going on vacation. And it's almost a trigger for that person who never calls you to call you. That happened to me. While you're on vacation. <laughs> you just be like, you never called me. Yeah. Oh, it's an emergency. And then you guys process it. This could have waited until I got back, but that's fine. Right. So Dr. Kroger, I think I love the way he was written. There was this this comedy into his approach, uh, but he also just felt very real. Like him and Adrian were just such a great thing. Okay. No, I love that. I love that. What do you think made Adrian take his garbage to his therapist's house? Because literally between his therapist's house and dumpsters his house, everywhere. dumpsters everywhere. Like, but no, like, well, the garbage men aren't picking up the trash. So what would make him not put it anywhere else? Like, he could have put it. He really could have. But what do you think made him pick his therapist? I have a thought. That's why. But Dr. Kroger fixes things. That's probably why. Well, Dr. Kroger fixes things for me. He's going to make this go away. Okay. And then in another regard, there's probably this idea that if I put it in this dumpster, I know my trash is there. I can go back to it. That's my trash. If I leave it at Dr. Kroger's, Dr. Kroger will do something with it. I won't know where it is and I don't have to obsess about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you were saying, it's like my therapist handles my problems. Yes, my therapist problems. will help me figure this out. Yeah. yeah. It's a safe person. And I also think there's an element of like, he knew that that probably wasn't something you're supposed to do, but that's a safe person. And he knew it wasn't something he's supposed to do because again, 
Adrian was very, very bright. He just had all of these other barriers, but he was able to figure out how do I make this work for me? He definitely had that obsessiveness, but it made him pay such attention to detail. He was an amazing detective and it just worked for him. Yeah. Um, so I love the show in general. Talk about all-time favorite shows. It's definitely one of my all-time favorite shows. But Dr. Kroger, probably my number one TV therapist. Okay, that's your number He's one. He's my number one. Numero uno. Yes. Okay. All right. My I don't I don't have no particular order. These are just favorites. Okay. Because I think I think my favorite is actually made made your list. Oh, he probably so did. My favorite probably made your list. But one of my favorites is Molly's therapist from Insecure. I don't even remember her. Okay. That had to be such a small, like, bit of the show. I don't remember. She didn't have a name. She didn't have a name. She was on the last three seasons. What? She? Molly's therapist from Insecure. Okay. I don't even remember. Molly's going to therapy. She needs to go. Okay. <laughs> that was the whole point. Okay, go ahead. So, I, I liked her because I think she... You want to know what happened? I didn't... Um, let me see. I think we're back. You got to be an it girl to get into Oh, here's... Oh, people are... Okay, here's... People said... Rest in peace, the actor that played that character. He was fantastic. Oh, okay. Oh, and they, somebody said that was an amazing episode. So they were vibing. They were feeling that yeah, one. Dr. Kroger was definitely that guy. Okay. And so Molly's therapist did not have a name and for her to make an impact. Like, come on now, y'all could have gave her a name. I, but perhaps that's why she was forgettable for me because I didn't even know the woman had a name. I don't remember Molly. I don't remember Molly a therapist. Molly had a, Molly had a therapist. And they, um, so the therapist was Denise Yvonne um, Dows. But guess what? She died too. Oh, the person who played her died. Yo, are all the therapists? I don't know. This is spooky. <laughs> but she, I liked her because her approach with Molly. Molly was a tough cookie. Yeah. And, you know, she was kind of resistant to, to change and kind of set in her ways. And really, because she was so intellectual, which is something I see a lot of, when people are able to intellectualize, something that often happens is that they can be resistant to therapy because they already have their answers. Yeah, and they're going because it's what I should be doing. It is the, the right thing to do, but they're not open. And they're not making progress. No, there's a difference between being open and working on yeah. what you're working on in therapy. Yeah. Or no, difference between being open and going. Okay. That's what you're doing. Because that's what you said. Yeah, that's what it yeah. is. Like, you're not really open to change. You're no. going, it's checking it off your list. If somebody says anything, all the therapy, right. it's, it's the thing to be doing at that time. Right. So, okay. Okay. Molly's therapist. Molly's therapist. That was, that was my first one. So, for me, number two, he probably is on your list. Dr. Frazier Crane. Yeah, he's my, that's my, that's my guy. <laughs> That's my guy, Fraser Crane. And so I, I went first of all, Fraser's on the radio. Yes. He's a, he's getting questions left and right. And we're seeing Fraser. They like that. Human. They like they like they like Fraser. Yeah. They're loving it. I love right. that we're seeing Fraser, not just as a professional, yeah. but as a human yes. and all his shit. Because <laughs> Fraser was not perfect. Yes. He always was in the business of and I love his brother too. Uh was it that dynamics between them and their brother and their dad was just it was so it felt so organic. It felt natural and real. And I just love the depiction that we as therapists are real people. Mm -hmm. And although I'm there and I'm helping you through yours, I, I clock out, get in the car, and I go home to my mess. Yes, yes. And, and we got to watch the mess. Absolutely. Yeah. That was Fraser on your list. Fraser on I love that he, like a, a flawed Freudian, like all the things, like you're obsessed with your relationships with women and you're obsessed with. Uh, how you show up in the world, and you know, even though he talked a lot about narcissists, he sometimes has slashes. Like yeah. he has slashes. I just loved him. Like he was just a great therapist, and I also like the fact that like he was a very good therapist. Yeah, great at his job, highly educated, but he was also so flawed. Flawed. 
you could be great at your job or great at something else. And my best friend says this, work is not real life. And she'll say that. Like, and she, That's people say something where people will say something to her at work and her response will be like, I don't know why these people think they are part of my real life. This is not reality. This is make-believe here. She calls work make-believe throughout the day because I'm going home to my real life. But in a way, I could be great in that space, make-believe or that world. And my reality is something totally different. And you all are shocked because you're not privy to that. And you're not supposed to be. Right. So I think Fraser definitely was great to have Yeah. Okay. Well, you go to your last one because I feel like oh, I. We have two more. We have two more. Oh, I thought Fraser was on your list. No, Fraser's not on my list. Okay. Yeah, Fraser's not on my list. Fraser, okay. I made sure he wasn't on my list because I said we both haven't. Oh, okay. 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 Who's on your list? Heather Headley as Dr. Clarice Jameson on She's Gotta Have It. Did you watch She's Gotta Have It? The original? Or? No. No. The new one with Nola Darling. I hated this like, one. I really hated it. Spice. There she is, y'all. Spice. I, I, it was, it, it was daunting. And you know how, like, oh, I'm glad it only had two seasons. But you know how, like, <laughs> you watch the first season and you're like, oh, God, I don't like this. Yeah. But then you feel obligated to the second season and then you're gritting your teeth and, like, sick the whole time you're watching it. I hated it. You hated it. I hate it. See, I liked it because sometimes I like, I like to see what an artist does with the material. So I liked to see that they had reformatted the work to make sense for, like, now. Like, I loved that. Like, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed, like, how the relationships were all changed and everything. But anyways, Heather Headley's character as the therapist. I love Heather Headley. Aida, the original Aida. Okay, she's the best. So they talked about, like, body image, sexuality, dealing with harassment, you know, dealing with all these, like, real-world issues. And I just like the way that I liked her temperament. I felt like Nola would have been one of my clients. I know she would have. Like, I know she would have. Absolutely. What kind of advice do you feel like you should have given Nola? Um, I think the main thing for Nola was that she didn't want to, she want, she wanted chaos. She wanted uncertainty, which yes. is fine. You can want those things, but there's, a, there's sometimes a better way to seek them out. Yeah. Like, I think she wanted to have like a chaotic lifestyle and uh, make a lot of poor decisions and do things that maybe were not in her best interest. Like every time she made a decision, she was going to make the decision that was not necessarily for her, but for she was making decisions that were, no, if they were always for her. Yeah. For her. But to, to be that need for chaos, yeah. and in the same way, being able to go to the safe space of therapy to be able to say that, because again, to say that to anyone else, they're like, what's wrong with you? Why are you doing this? Yeah, but she didn't talk in therapy enough. I don't think she told enough of what was really going on. So I think that probably would have been my other thing, like pulling more of that out. Like what, give me more, give me, give me more. I couldn't invest, like I said, I hated the show, so I couldn't invest in Ella. <laughs> Darling, I really couldn't, I hated it. Well, this is about Heather Headley. Yeah. As an amazing But then kid. again, like, I don't, because I hate the show, it's like, did I miss something great? Maybe I should go back and rewatch. Because I missed Heather. I didn't, it didn't stand out to me probably because I was already in hate with the show. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So my last one. Okay. And he's not a major character in the show. Dr. Lipschitz. He is Louis Litt's therapist on Suits. Okay. Louis Litt is an iconic character. The band is an absolute Mess, okay. Right, if you watch Suits. And so it's so interesting how he found Dr. Lipschitz was because his boss gave him a card because you're, you're screwing up everything around here. You need to go. I made you an appointment. You need to be there. If you're not going to be there, do not plan on coming back to work. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of, this is it. And he goes to Dr. Lipschitz and he's so against it. And Dr. Lipschitz looks at him and is able to read him. Hey, this is what's going on with you. And of course, now I feel exposed. The first thing that Louis Litt says, well, I don't need 
you um, because again, Lewis is Jewish. And Dr. Lipschitz, the name comes across and he's, he's German, he has a German accent. And so now all of a sudden he's deciding that you are anti-Semitic and your, your ancestors participated in Holocaust and all of these things. And he sits there and he looks at him and he explains, you know, my luggage, I'm actually a German Jewish person. Right? And it talks about how you made this assumption, and this is coming from your space of wanting to be defensive because you've been exposed, and then you go and create chaos and blow things up, which is why you're even here, because you created all of this at work because you're so insecure that you want desperately to be validated and loved by Harvey. Who is never going to give you that? Not that way anyway. And so it was just such a great thing. And then it creates this dynamic where you can just see, because you rarely see Dr. Lipschitz, it's a lot of phone sessions, frantic phone sessions where he's calling in the middle of the day, you just hear Lewis going going and Dr. Lewis is bringing him down and pointing out your skills, your mindfulness. At one point in time, he has a sand tray in his office and it's all about, you need to come down because you know where this is going. You know what's getting ready to happen, Lewis. Right. And he knows it. He can acknowledge it. That doesn't stop it from happening. And I love the depiction because as a therapist, we will get clients where they can be very aware they can identify things. They know the cycle. It doesn't mean that they have the skills to break the cycle, though. And then that's what we talk about in session, right? Absolutely. They'll talk about, it happened again. I felt it coming on. I knew I should have used the skill, but I just couldn't use it. Okay. And I love that Dr. Lipschitz was always in a, a way or in a place where he was never judging Lewis. He was able to confront him appropriately, and we'll just keep working on it. So I love Dr. Lipschitz. No, it sounds like he would be a good therapist, but you go to him. Yeah, I, I thought Dr. Lipschitz was cool. I mean, I probably would want to go to Dr. Kroger because he was my favorite, but Dr. Lipschitz was cool. So Dr. Kroger, was he the first or the second of Monk's therapist? He was the first. Okay, okay. He was the first. Um, I don't recall there being a second therapist. Was there a second therapist? Or did the, the doctor, I don't recall seeing him go to therapy as frequently after that, though. I feel like they shifted away from him make therapy a scene or a part of the show. Just like after, um, oh God, his first nurse, what's her name? Okay, yeah, there was two nurses. Yeah, well the second one wasn't a nurse. She was just a His single assistant. mom and she was assistant. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I was kind of pissed off about that because I love Sharona. That was her. I love the relationship he and Sharona. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Um, so it, it felt like so many things shifted. They love Monk. They just wanted to talk about Monk. Monk was just, it was amazing. <laughs> but I don't remember him going to see another therapist. It may have been something that was talked about, but that person wasn't like a character or someone that we were really hitting with. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. My, my last one is I'm going back to Frazier. Because I have to. Niles. <laughs> yes. I want to say Niles. So Niles, I liked him because he was, he's literally how I think I show up in the therapy session. <laughs> I think I am the lady version of Niles. Like, I think that I uh, um, use a, a Jungian approach in therapy. That I interpret I, all of the things. Like, I'm all about, like, symbolism. I'm all about, like, shadow work. I'm all about relational therapy with the clients. So I think that I am Niles in a therapy session. Again, I just love the way Frazier was reading because again, we see Niles as a professional, but Niles was a mess in his life. He was like so the rock kid, he was a mess yes. in his own life. And it's just, I just love the way that that was great. Yeah, and in the therapy room, he shows up so calm and secure and buttoned up, brilliant very, and you know, professional. Up. Absolutely, but in real life, he's very much struggling because you, you don't, this is a thing. People don't practice real life. They don't try to make their real lives better. Right. 
They make their, they, you get better at your job, you take classes to get better at your job, you take trainings to get better at your job. But how many people are putting that energy and effort into making their real lives better? And that's, and so he was really good at his job. And I kind of feel like I'm the same way. Like, I'm real good at being a therapist, but my life would be, uh, if you see sometimes. I really have to wonder, what what was going on that both kids ended up being therapists? What was their mom? On? Yeah. Their mom. That they both felt like, yeah. I have resolved stuff, but I'm not going to worry about that. I'm going to go ahead and dig in and try to fix myself by becoming a therapist and learning all of the tools and teaching it to other people. And I can self-help my way through things, yeah. which is an approach. But go get therapy if you're a therapist, too. Like, don't be afraid to let somebody else help you dig your way through stuff because it's not for you to do on your own. Thanks. No. And I think, I think that's where that show really got good for me was when both of them were willing to go to therapy to get their selves better. And, and I mean, you got to make it to like season six to find that out, though. That they both went to therapy. Yeah, yeah. But I, but I don't know. I like. I really liked him, and I like. I like the that style of therapy. I like to use all the pieces, everything that's in the room. I like that that gestalt mixed with yeah, Freudian. I like all that. I like to stir it in a pot and then pour it out in session. You're eclectic. I definitely am. But yeah, but that, so it's Niles. But yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I well, think those are our top three <laughs> therapists on each end. I, but I'm not surprised. I feel like the therapists we picked are a reflection of ourselves as well. I agree. Conditions. I agree. Cool. I agree. Tell us in the live, you know, if you've ever seen a therapist on a show that you just feel like it's awesome. Oh, yeah. Didn't mention, please put them out there. It could be something we could talk about again in the future. Or maybe you'll put us on to something that we were not aware of because she did. I don't remember uh, Heather Headley and I don't remember Molly being in therapy. Molly was in therapy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like really good for Molly. It changed her. It was when she had her transformation. I don't watch Insecure again, I guess. Start at the beginning. Insecure is on Netflix now. I can zoom through it because now it's only 30 minutes and I'm not waiting week after week. Probably zoom through it in the month. No, what are you talking about? That's tonight. About to get home, knock it out. Probably. <laughs> yeah. All right, what's next? What are we doing next? Because we are nearing our first break. We're nearing okay. our first break. Well, okay. This is, this is hot. This is hot. Everybody right now is talking about manifestation. Yes. Have, have your clients been talking about it? Like, what, like, I hear my clients talk a little bit about manifestation, but I don't know that they necessarily, I feel like it's one of those buzzwords that we hear and people just kind of bring it up, but I don't know that they, in my opinion, sitting in a room and writing something on a piece of paper, uh -oh. it's not just, that's not all manifestation is. I, I, I can't write mega millions on the paper every single day, but if I never play the mega millions, I can't manifest, I can't make it. So it comes with action. Yes. Okay. And some people are missing that key piece. Okay. So, Go ahead and give me the hot new methods to manifestation. Look at your okay, okay. So I think I, I think I can't say the word, so I'm not going to say the word. But Why can't you say it? Because I don't know. I, nobody says it's on TikTok. So it's on TikTok, and they were talking about it. And I was like, it's called the O method. What's the O stand for? The O and the O method stands for orgasm. Okay. Take a drink. Why are you taking a drink? The O method. I didn't think you were going to say that. I know. I know. I got so much more surprises for you. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Just tell me what it is. Tell me what it is. So the O method helps you to get your manifestations through faster. So a manifestation by definition is like a public display of emotion and feelings or something um, that is theoretically then made real. Okay. So you're going to use the O method orgasm to help you to get your manifestations through. Is there clinical significance in it? You need to explain what that is. What part? 
does the act of orgasming have to go along with it? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. Okay, go get it. Tell me more. Okay. So what they're saying is when you're doing your manifestation exercise, you're visualizing what you want, your goals, your objectives, uh -huh, uh -huh. you're visualizing it, you're putting yourself in the manifestation, you're acting as if you're living in the end, you know, you're doing your affirming within your manifestation, you're doing all of that. Wow. While you are taking care of your self, self, okay. self love, okay. while you're doing self love. Okay. And then at the moment of, oh, you're supposed to manifest what you want to envision to happen and your manifestation will come to fruition. Okay. What? What's the thoughts? So again, I, I already gave my take on manifestation because I believe there's some action. Because again, and they're I also don't believe that I can go ahead and just... What's, what, what's that? Why we, what, you know. I, I, I don't believe that I can just let... I, I, I can't be there with the rabbit for 30 minutes and manifest... Mega millions. Mega millions. Oh my gosh. Infinite wealth. Mega millions. And then never, ever, ever play the mega... There has to be some action. So I still feel like that's a key. I agree, but this is the, they're saying that this is more powerful in terms of helping you on the back end. So the back end is the visualization part. A lot of people struggle to visualize what it is that they want. Did you know some people don't even like, don't dream, they don't like picture things in their heads. Like, so what they're saying is by using orgasm to connect yourself to the manifestation, it helps it get through quicker. So I had, I said, why does this work? It works because body sensations are connected to ourselves. Right. And then we're able to use that connection to help us to tighten up and to lock in our visualization. So that the, makes sense. The, I could see a positive experience. You will remember that. You will remember that. Triggered by that. So Absolutely. That and you're also connecting it to positive body sensations. There's chemicals involved. So there's oxytocin is released while you're thinking about your goal. So let's say what would be something that somebody might want to manifest? What's something that somebody manifests? What does somebody out here want to manifest? Because this is live and we this have a live. little mouth studio audience. Okay. Oh. A Lamborghini. Okay. Uh, okay. So somebody might want to manifest a car. They want to manifest this automobile. So what you're going to do is at the moment of, oh, you're going to visualize this car so fully and your body is going to respond to these chemicals. You're releasing oxytoxin, which is the happiness hormone. You're releasing dopamine. What? Hold on. You're releasing dopamine. It feels so good. And then you're not feeling any pain. So this one, I felt like this chemical was the most important. It's the endorphins. So when you don't have any pain, you have no limits. You have no, you, you don't have any limitations. Therefore, overriding your limiting beliefs. I, I was like, I believe it. I can achieve it. That's what it is. So it's not necessarily the manifestation part, the, the action part. It's the manifestation part. So what the O method is saying is it's making your manifestation more vivid. I feel more confident. And when I walk out into the world, I'm so confident with this triggered memory, I can see myself putting in the work and now I'm, I'm going to do the work. I'm getting a Lamborghini. Somebody do this and then let us know how I, it works. You know, you know some people are already doing it and they're manifesting their lives, okay? okay. People are doing it, okay? Also, what happens right after you usually, oh, you're gonna go to sleep. Okay. And you're dreaming about it. Come on now. Okay. Oh, come on now. So like you're like letting it sink in. You're letting it marinate. You're letting so like you're putting it out there. You're bathing in the dream. You're yes. bathing in the manifestation. Yes, you're emotionally, emotionally and energetically connected to your visualization. You doing this? Huh? You doing this? Huh? How's the weather? How's the weather? Okay. So yeah, I, am I doing it? I, I don't know. I don't know. I think everybody should be doing it. I'm okay. gonna encourage people to go out there and manifest. I think we need to go ahead and make this a topic 
in three months to go ahead and talk about if it works. And if anybody has does it in these next three months and it works, please comment, email us, let us know. Because mm-hmm. I want to hear some success stories. I'm also gonna give you I'm gonna give you a few pointers for helping in the manifestation part. Set the scene for yourself. Set the scene for yourself. You want to be in an environment that is like tidy. You want to be in an environment that is inviting so that as you come out of the manifestation, it's a wonderful experience as well. Right. You might want to light some candles to because as we all know, candle work, you know, all that stuff is very powerful as well. So you might want to do that. Or maybe even just dim your lights. I know a lot of people got the LEDs around their rooms. Maybe turn on your LEDs, set the mood, spray your pillow with your favorite smell, which also is going to be tied into mindfulness practices. Because when you smell that smell, what's going to happen? You're going to go back to that memory. Okay. So you tie in all your five senses into your manifestation. Tie it. All right. Tight in. I don't, you know, maybe, maybe some people might have a little glass of wine. Absolutely. That taste. That taste. It's going to be tied in. We're tying all that. Are your sheets soft? A texture. We're doing all the things tactically. So the O method is a great tool to improve your manifestation exercises. I'm not on the right TikTok because I've never seen this. Oh. So my timeline is just not synced up because I've never <laughs> seen this before. Uh, and that could be because, because again, it's showing things for you. It's showing me people cleaning up. <laughs> People's nighttime skincare routines. That's the type of stuff on my timeline. I'm not seeing no, all the things. The things on my timeline. The things. Someone who has 22 dash hounds. That's what I'm seeing. Well, so if you are interested, try the O method. And we said three months. Three months. So in three months, that's going to be uh, December 30th. I want to hear about it. I want to hear if you have manifested and if we're able to use the O method to improve your manifestation. How often should you be doing it? That's another question we might get. Daily. Every day you should be doing your manifestation. That is a lot of commitment. That is a, a task. Okay. Okay, not daily. At least what? What do you think? Three times a week. Once or twice a week. At least at oh, least about three. Okay. Three. That's a good number. I love a, I love a three. I love a three. Yeah, three times. So a week. manifestation work through the O method. Okay. 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 I, I'm eager to hear feedback, so y'all let us know. Okay. I mean, yeah, yeah. I think I got a business. Okay, so let's go. I think we should stop here. Spiciest topics ever. So yeah, it's about five minutes till, but it feels like a good place to stop because we'll be going into our second half topics. Are you ready? And we're going to these ones when we come back. Yeah, because this topic is going to take... You think so? I think it's going to take more than five minutes. Because once again, I don't think you're ready for what I have it's to say. It's going to take more than five minutes. So <laughs> I think it's going to take a break because I don't, I don't want to be left hanging. I want to hear it all. Okay, okay. All right, so we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to be right back. Okay. I'm going to read the comments. Okay. 